Microphone is always good. I probably should have been the thing you did before we start recording, but carry on, my wayward son. Carry on, my wayward son. Also, Japan has otter firefighters. <laughs> I was I was wondering where you were going with this, and apparently, so were you. <laughs> I think that's the summary of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And together we make up Geeks and Gaijins and we bring you all the news from around the Japans. Yes, there are four of them. (laughs) We love to bring the weird and the wonderful from this strange, strange country John is currently trapped inside and unable to leave. Well, I might be able to leave. It's just Japan is not very good at telling me if I can or not. (laughs) Yay! Schrodinger's prisoner, fantastic. Pretty much. Also, fun fact, I learned this week that the Japanese word for prisoner is also very similar to the Japanese word for husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) I think it's one is shujin and the other is shujin. So the long vowel sound is the difference. I mean, we have, like, a, a bit of a history of comedy go- doing the whole, whole old bowl and chain thing going on over here. But we've not got to the point where it's actually ingrained in the language. That's yeah. next level, Japan. Jesus Christ. It, it also shows, like, they don't, translate the, they don't translate this in Japanese anime and video games because Japanese writers know writers who use metaphor and they're cowards. <laughs> such as the school in Persona 5 that is called Shujin Academy. This is a game in which you literally go into your mind dressed up as a prisoner. School is a prison. Oh, my. We're up there with these deep takes right now. (laughs) Still one of my favourite games of all time. I'm just saying I have bad taste. Well, I mean, I think that's been made clear over the last year or so, is that this is not the place you come for good taste. And what's going to make it even more clear is what we have coming in the episode today. First of all, otters. Yay! Otters! Actually good taste for once, because it's otters. Gotta love them. This is what I want to do as the new start to the podcast of keep everyone happy with some nice news. This is very, very small. We might talk about it for like three minutes, but otters... Then followed by the wonderful world of Japanese work. If you want to find out what are the least stressful jobs according to the Japanese, number two might surprise you, because I've not read it yet. Then snack breaks, because, well, only one. I can only deal with one. (laughs) Delve into the deep world of bubble tea. Ooh, bubbly. After that, we will attempt to dissect the wonderful world of my number cards. This is for those who live in Japan might know. I might as well be trying to untie the Gordian knot on live stream. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta love it when the Japanese government's attempts to deal with their bureaucracy just create more bureaucracy. <laughs> Yay! I've got to imagine of, like, falling between two portals forever, 
with just <laughs> like the sounds of fax machines throughout it. <laughs> just like, yeah. I have been falling for 50 years. <laughs> what year is it? That's 2020. And you still use fax machines? <laughs> Japan will one day drag itself kicking and screaming into the year 2010. <laughs> and it's going to do that with otter firefighters. Yeah! Otters. Woo! Our brave heroes. Yeah, so this is adorable. Don't worry, there are no otters who are actually in danger. <laughs> No otters were harmed in the making of this podcast. This is basically something that's gone viral on Japanese Twitter. My favourite kind of Twitter. It tastes of wasabi. This is a video of a sea otter at Tobra Aquarium of... An otter is just holding a hose. (laughs) And it's just standing there, but it's putting out a fake fire, which is like a plastic cone. Just a traffic cone. <laughs> yep. It's just standing there holding this hose someone has given it. Going, I don't know what I'm doing. Please, please stop floating the cone near me. We'll put the link of this in the description because you need to see it. It has over 15k oh, retweets and over 500 views. But there's some great music behind it. Oh my god, they did not have to go that hard on the music for this video. I was already sold, but damn, son, they really killed it. It's like head-banging, like, anime fight scene. (laughs) This fake fire cone killed this otter's village. (laughs) You might wonder, why is the otter holding a hose? Why is the otter a firefighter? This is because two weeks ago, when this happened uh it was to raise awareness for the national fire prevention week so (laughs) we missed national fire prevention week john oh we failed as a news podcast i know i'm so sad there's only so much we can cover so many things happen and this is may the sea otter who has been called toba aquarium's first firefighting captain oh dear I imagine they don't have much need for firefighting captain in an aquarium. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Everyone will be happy that May was so good at being a firefighter that the local fire department sent her a letter of gratitude and a Japanese spiny lobster, her favourite food. Ah, Did they send her a little firefighter helmet, though? That's what I really need to know. Uh, I cannot. I cannot see one. <laughs> Aww. I need an otter in a tiny hat, John. This is essential viewing. You're more than welcome to put it on the thumbnail of this podcast, Thomas. <laughs> you know what? I will. <laughs> the people need to see, John. It's. We'll put the link in the description. It's just adorable. Ah, oh, it's so cute. Uh, for those who don't know, on the on the video, there's a little like insert that just goes, "This is a fake fire in Japanese." they literally went no otters were harmed in the making of this tweet (laughs) they really did they had like a proper presentation ceremony as well for her for the with the spiny lobster (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, you got to go through all the pageantry for this brave hero. Absolutely. It's the least that she deserves. Yeah, so that made me happy. Now for things that make Japanese people not happy, which is not tiny otters. We've used too many negatives now. I've no longer I can no longer keep track of what's what. <laughs> Are the tiny otters supposed to keep Japanese Japanese people happy? Is that what you were saying? I can't remember. I, well, I'm not. I would not, assume so. Not 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 saying that. Ah, okay. Cool. 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 I'm glad we're all on the same page now. That page is three thousand miles long. So this is, in the news, a Japanese business consulting company, Biz Hits. First of all, what a name. But they conducted a survey to find out which jobs are low stress in Japan. Hmm. That's, a, that's still a high bar to clear. <laughs> that qualifier of in Japan does add something to it there. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, that the first one, number five here, we'll link the article in the description, but number five, I think, shows... The big difference in between Japanese society and the West. The fifth most non-stressful job. The fifth least stressful job. That's the word. The fifth least stressful kind of job is waiting tables. <laughs> I, I think a considerable amount of our podcast like listenership will have waited tables at some time in their life. And I still wake up in cold sweats. I mean, like you said, there's the suggestion there that potentially the Japanese customer is a little less stress-inducing than the uh, European or American customer, but um, I, I, I'm not entirely sure if that's still an endorsement. Yeah, I don't know. It might also be because Japan has a lot of focus on smaller family businesses, so when you're working, like, waiting tables front of house, you're maybe in a much, like... It's a much smaller, like, much more family, like, relaxed setup rather than mm. McDonald's. I don't know. Less, uh, fewer fast food operations than it's... I think the reasons they listed uh, for waitering and waitressing being not so stressful is uh, a mixture of opportunities just to talk to people, just to interact mm. with the customers and have friendly interactions, and also... Um, it seemed to be just fairly, a fairly simple, uh, low responsibility. Ta- I say low responsibility. That's a ridiculous thing to say. But um, it seems a sort of thing you can just clock in, do for several hours, and then clock out, and you should be okay. Yeah. Lack of deadlines and quotas. Ah, there we go. Japan obviously does not have the boss. Please, any Japanese people, like, send us a message to say we are totally wrong. Obviously, Japan does not have that boss that says, Oh, yeah, oh, we're short staff for Sunday, guys. And? (laughs) Should have put me in the timetable last week, then. (laughs) I'm totally not bitter. It's not been over a year since I did my last customer service job. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, number f- <laughs> Stressful as hell, but somehow a thousand times better than whatever that was. <laughs> Next. Number four is data entry. Woo! Clicky clacky, clicky clacky. Sound effects. 
the opposite of waitering and waitressing. Uh, you just get to stay in your office and not interact with anybody all day. And there's actually very few deadlines or quotas. Again, it seems is the uh, main appeal for that particular role. I mean, this might be something for lots of people. I, I can imagine it appealing to people who just want to go into work, like check out their brain for a couple of hours and then leave. It's just, ah, uh, I, I think I would die. But then that's me. <laughs> I just think it interesting. These are the least stressful jobs. It's not saying something like, ah, uh, least stressful would be like uh, a tour guide Oh, like doing something you love. Nope. Data entry. I mean, mm. I think even the article says these are not necessarily the most fulfilling or rewarding jobs. They just are considered the least stressful. As in, and I think a general pattern will be, as we go through, low responsibility, few deadlines. Uh, just generally anything that's not part of the general office culture of Japan, I think, is the main thing. Yeah, it's almost as if there's something bad about it. <laughs> well. So number three, sales. Not sales, sales, but sales not as marketing. in... marketing. No, not marketing. This is store, front of house people. This Retail! Is, this is what we call a sales assistant in the UK. Ooh. Title. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely one of the least stressful jobs I've ever had, working mm. retail. I can say that with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, this is just a Thomas and I like PTSD hour. Yeah, the implication of PTSD is that it is post-traumatic stress yeah, disorder. Good, okay, good point, good point, good point. I think this is more the fact of like, oh yeah, I can talk to people. It's also a Japanese thing of, people are incredibly lonely here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to read an article where the extroverts are going, oh boy, I get to talk to people, this is great. And I'm like, oh, you poor, poor people. Yep. Anyway, so how's quarantine going for you all? <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have brought any of this up. Still non-existent. <sighs> Though they might suspend some of the GoTo Travel campaign soon. Oh no, not the GoTo Travel campaign. To certain areas. And number two, because I'm getting bored of this, admin work. Yeah, let's do admin work. It's low pressure job. To be honest, admin work I kind of understand. As, as long as you're sorting stuff out. Like no one's going to get mm. angry at you for doing admin. Uh, yeah. However, number one is the one that kind of confuses me, though I've never done this kind of job before, though I've done some arrangement of the like the four above, is warehouse and factory job. So this is number one. This is the this is the least stressful job in Japan, according to polls. Over five hundred people. Japanese people, I don't know what Polish people were doing in the polls, but here we are. Stealing farmyard animals and spreading coronavirus is what they're doing, John. We need to get the polls out the Oh, wait, I can't say that. No, hold on. Sorry, I forgot I'm English. I really should stop giving you Japanese news articles. I really should. <laughs> I cannot be trusted with the, with the news. Neither can the news. Damn. Yeah, so this is, once again, people who can quietly work by themselves... 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know that there's an, an Amazon existence in Japan. Did they ask any of them how stressful their warehouse job was? I, I feel like we're missing some of the market here. I feel like this is very much a kind of... It's a perspective of people who do these jobs. Yeah, I was curious about that. I think the poll was only supposed to be asking people about jobs they have done. Although, again, yeah. it's a very small sample size. So it's not massively reflective, but it's just very sad to read. Also, most of these jobs, like, they respect the line between work and free time. It's it's no man even if it's like oh can someone come in on Sunday or whatever, it's like most of these are you're not gonna have someone emailing you on a Saturday, going like oh by the way you just left this which is Japan is very much an always on society, are oh, so much on, all on all the time and apparently very competitive in the workplace like oh my god. One of the big things in this article was, I don't have to compete with my colleagues. They're not my enemies. I'm like, Jesus Christ! That yeah. should not be a major concern! Also, you don't have to get super stressed out about going through the really competitive sets of high school and university degree. That is also there. You don't have to cram school and do all these things to do this kind of job. Well, that's just made me stress talking about it. Well done, least stressful jobs in Japan. <laughs> Turns out that the least stressful jobs in Japan still have the capacity to induce quite a bit of stress because it's Japan and I don't know how to chill apparently. Well, there's one way we can chill and that is with bubble tea. Ooh, snack hey! break. It's bubbly. Hopefully very minimal squeak. Okay, so everyone, this is snack break, the time in which I eat slash drink slash consume something from Japan. Today's one is bubble tea. You might have had bubble tea, or you might have seen it and gone, what is that? Why do they drink the black things? What is going on? Is this just like Baby Yoda eating the fish eggs again? I haven't seen the Mandalorian. I, I can't be involved in this conversation. I'm sorry. I know that the, the small green child eats eggs and that's about it. Because people won't shut up about the small green child eating eggs. <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed when I get to that scene and I'm like, oh, he just eats some eggs. <laughs> thought there was more to it. No, there was not. Bubble tea, however, though you might associate it with Japan, uh, is not Japanese. So, sad for you. It <gasps> saith what? It originally comes from Taiwan. So, sorry guys. I'm going That's home. Funny. i got to hand in my Japan card. Can't make that in the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are now popular in the UK. You can get bubble tea. They're popular in the US. And you, the boba or the tapioca is a kind of like chewy sphere, which is usually a brown sugar mix with like some kind of flavoring. And usually in Japan, they're different kind of like cubes or different kinds of jelly. They're like coconut jelly, konyaku. Or you just have the traditional ones from tapioca, or a kind of root, basically. This is where the bobber comes from. This is notably not the tapioca that is the weird British thing. But yeah, so in Japan, you can just get stuff from a convenience store, which I did. Ta-da! 
I've also had bubble tea out in the wilds of Japan, in which you got to choose your flavour and all your combos of it, and then they put a plastic... They had a special machine entirely to put a plastic cover over it, so you then popped it with your straw after they made it for you. Gotta have that pop. You can, you can of course, as good all things, get them from a Japanese convenience store, and this is tapioca vanilla milk. It's vanilla milk tapioca. It comes with a rather sexy straw. It's extendable. Ooh, telescopic straw. You love to see it. Yep, just big enough, hopefully, for all those tapioca bubbles. Om nom 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 nom. But yeah, there's even... There's so many levels of plastic here, you have no idea. It's Japan, John. (laughs) There's a plastic on top, so it's like a coffee plastic mug, but with Mm. an X on top, put the straw through. And then there's also a silvery bit of plastic before you get to the actual drink itself. This is quite ridiculous. But anyway, here goes my piercing. Eh. This requires some strength. Oh, no. Uh, no. Am I in? No. I just... The straw just telescoped the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Convenience store level bubble tea. I've had bubble tea before. It's nice. So, kampai, itataki taraki tataki mas. That's a vanilla milky drink. It's sugar in it. Yeah, the tapioca here really doesn't add anything to it. It's just like I'm drinking a vanilla milkshake with some blobs in it. Boo. Japan does it better where where they tend to mix it with, like, Japanese milk tea, which is the ones we've had before, which is really, really weird and really, really sweet. And it kind of works, and sometimes you have ice with it. Sometimes you have it with soda. It, there's me. just so many things of it, but... It sounds a little excessive. <laughs> that's because it is. <laughs> I think, to be honest, for what I paid for it, it was, it was pretty excessive. This was maybe about... It was about two pounds. Two pounds, this is maybe a... Do you really need bubble tea? Like, this much? Don't question my need for bubble tea, John. How very dare you. I'm going to go get some bubble tea right now, just to show you. Well, no, like, the shops are cool, but they're expensive there. What you can do in Japan, though, is I've seen them in the shops, you can just buy the tapioca pearls to make your own bubble tea at home. Ooh. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just drinking this now, because it's it's nice and milky. (laughs) We're like, yeah, it's it's milkshake. (laughs) Milkshake with things in it. I mean, you definitely like it, because you are guzzling that stuff down. Well, I'm trying to get through it so I can finish the podcast, so I can go to bed. Okay, one thing from Future John, it's just really difficult to finish the thing. Because you end up with, like... (laughs) The straw's too thick and you can't find the tapioca stuff and it's just, ah, a pain. A pain of painful proportions. Here first, folks, tapioca, zero out of ten, not worth it. Just just pure agony in a bottle or cup or beaker. I don't really know what they're called. Yeah. Have bubble tea when you're in Japan. It's fine. Massively over-expensive. But it's fine. <laughs> now, 
Talking of something that is also totally pointless and exists in Japan, it's the My Number Cards. Yay! What are we cheering about? Well, these are the My Number ID cards, and My Number is not a translation. In Japanese, these are My Number cards. And anyone who has experienced or lived in Japan in the last couple of years will now be, like, rolling on the floor because they know exactly <laughs> what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yes. dear. You gotta love, you gotta love this. <laughs> this is a great intro. Please refrain shouting at your mobile devices. We cannot hear you. <laughs> your cries fall upon deaf ears, much like your complaints to the government. So these were introduced a couple of years ago, and these are the My Number Personal Identification Cards. They're kind of like an ID with your name and your birthday and everything, uh, plus a number on it that essentially works as a national insurance number in the UK, or what in the US you'd call a social security number. Mm. As far uh, as I can tell, it's the Japanese government's attempt to consolidate as much as your personal information as possible into one supposedly easy-to-use number so that they don't have to like go to several different agencies to figure out what's going on with you. They can just put you in a database and all the information's there. So it should, in theory, make things easier and have less red tape and bureaucracy going on. What's it really like, John? Well, currently the government is planning to boost the ratio of the Japanese population holding the ID card to 100% by the end of 2022. That is a lofty goal. (laughs) That is is immediately doomed to failure. Has anyone told these people about achievable goals? (laughs) (laughs) All you need is one guy camping out in the wilderness who doesn't know World War II's ended, and you've ruined. Like, come on. (laughs) Have you heard about the My Number card system? All you need to do is wait several weeks. <laughs> the current figure, by the way, is around 20%. So the reason this is in the news is the Japanese government is currently talking about considering uh, using YouTubers to promote My Number cards to young people. Hey, kids! <laughs> government identification is cool! This video was sponsored by the Japanese government. (laughs) Hey kids, if you heard about my number ID cards, click the link below for more information and use the (laughs) the code Geeks and Gaijins for a 20% discount (laughs) on your own information. (laughs) You know what? That won't be a joke in five years time, but I'm going to make it work now. So yeah. Uh, it's the, my number cards are much more popular amongst like sixty to seventy year olds. I think I think they have a quite high um, application rate from them, but it's abysmal amongst people between the ages of ten and twenty five or something. So they're trying to tap as many potential avenues of getting young people to uh, apply for these cards. And one of the suggestions is how about we open the doors up to some YouTubers. Yep, I uh, I just love the fact that the Japanese government have no idea how, like, follow-through clicks work. That literally two people who run a podcast could, like, tell them about. In 2017, they appointed, they did this before, when they appointed a YouTuber called Kazu to introduce the basic knowledge of the ID cards and the application method. 
and this video garnered over 240,000 views. However, it did not contribute much to an increase in the number of applications. <laughs> also, fun fact, apparently that video didn't really actually tell you why you might want one all that much. They taught you how to get it, but they didn't actually market it. No, they, you were telling young people, hey, here's a thing that exists. And they're like, cool, why do I care? <laughs> oh, right, I don't, because I'm 10 years old. Yeah. What do these things do? Mostly they currently have a number that is used for tax purposes. Now, the reason why most people think, oh, you'd probably need that, is you get that anyway. When I moved to Japan and I moved to this apartment, I almost immediately got sent a piece of paper saying, this is your My Number notification. It has like a paper, like pop-out slip, which has My Number, My Number. It has the numbers that is my number. And yes, this makes it even more confusing for English speakers in Japan. Because what the hell is this? Yeah, did no one tell them that when uh, English-speaking people use the term my number, they're usually referring to a phone number, not a, like, ID? I mean, no one's going around going, ah, here's my my number. Because that's just, no... Please, Do you no. have my number? No, I don't have your number. I have my number. <laughs> Again, gotta love how much these people enjoy the English language. I I'm flattered as an English speaker myself. However, mm, maybe it's not always necessary. The main reason that, like, why would you want people to use these? One, I'm still not sure and I live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I've been reading about this for the last half an hour and I still can't work it out. Because essentially what my number cards can do is you can just do everything you usually can do anyway, but slightly easier. It helps you apply for official documents for things. If you're buying a house, if you're renting an apartment, your my number card can quickly get you things that you'd usually have to go through bureaucracy for. So I think the idea is that it's a bureaucracy skipper. You just have everything on one card. Boom. However, you should just get this automatically, right? Well, no. Because the process goes like this for the 20% of people who have one. And aka, I think the reason that people who are 60 to 70, aka retired people with more time on their hands, this might be the reason they have it. Um, so one, you have to go to a government office or you can go online to fill out the paperwork and submit a photo. However, it needs to be a properly sized photo, blah, 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 within the last six months and whilst sacrificing your firstborn. One of those things is not true. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it online. That's silly. No, you can't. <laughs> then you have to wait two to three weeks for an official postcard. Then, then you have to schedule an appointment at your government office. Then you go to the scheduled time to pick up your card, get your face verified by one of the workers at the government office. You set a pin code for the card, and then you have to sit through a short presentation on how to use the card. Now you have the card! Yay! Why do I care? <laughs> because basically you've just sat through all the stuff you'd have to sit through anyway if you wanted 
the documents that a my number card would help you with the government have been trying to like do more stuff with it of like yeah uh now you they could try implement like internet bank cards and stuff on it however there is a small issue with the fact most of these government offices are only open during weekdays so i think that's a reason why the 10 to 25 year olds because they're either at work or in school <laughs> oh just popping out on my lunch break to go get myself a id card be right back lads and as a thing it's not something that can be easily done in a lunch break as a foreigner who has to go to these places multiple times a year they're not fun places and they're not quick though the people there are very friendly yeah you said yourself that uh, you could have one but you already have most of the information already at hand so there's not really much reason for you to get one Especially for foreigners, the information for foreigners was confusing, and also the information for Japanese people is confusing. So, like, what is needed to even obtain one is confusing, and why you would apply for one. Because Japanese bureaucracy is hell, as displayed in that, like, short exchange there. <laughs> like, and so you'd usually use this to try and bypass that, but you have to sit, it's an even longer process to get that card than to get the document that you probably actually want. So it's like, oh, maybe I need a thing that proves where I live for, maybe I need a thing that proves where I live for to rent an apartment. Okay, go to the place and, and do that. Rather than the my number lets you print that off from convenience store. Yeah, It's like, it saves you maybe a couple of hours in the future, but it's just, it's so specific a use. And also, so, let's just say that people don't trust the Japanese government with their personal information all in one card in an easily accessible place. Because guess what? I say this a lot of times, the country that uses fax machines, their cyber security is still not super excellent. <laughs> oh dear. Also turns out a global pandemic is somehow not changed their aims of trying to get a hundred percent of people to get this card oh man gotta love it when your attempt to cut out the bureaucracy only adds more bureaucracy yay welcome to japan this is god bless you japanese government you're a complete mess <laughs> here is the official japanese government's six advantages of the individual number card, which is the name for the photo, my number card. Because, oh my God. Uh, so, it is a document which certifies my number. I already have that. Online <laughs> application for various admin procedures. They send me my number anyway. As an official identification card for identity verification. One, I have to have one on me at all times by law, because I'm a foreigner here. Like, <laughs> I have a residence card that it is illegal for me not to have on my person. So That's kind of intense, now I think about it. Yeah, but that that's actually the same for quite a lot of countries for people on like work visas. Uh, yeah. I can be stopped by the police at any time if they want. Check my Gaijin card. Have they ever done that? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Um, though I have had friends that 
that happens too. Mostly, it seems to just be a test for the rookie police officers. They basically, it, it's not a thing for you. Yeah, yeah, you have to go talk. Go talk to the gaijin. Go. Go, go try and be nice. Oh, well, uh, okay. I had one checked when I had to go to the police station anyway to do some bike registration things. So that was a bit strange. But other than that, for various private online transactions, that's what a bank can do. A wide range of services are available by this multi-purpose card. You're supposed to be telling me about what these are. And you can obtain official certificates at convenience stores. Oh boy. So excited. Taxes! So it's redundant is what I'm hearing. It is six times redundant Sunday on a Sunday redundancy cake. But why don't the kids like it, Thomas? <laughs> I know when I was 18, all I could think about is, oh, if only there was an easier way for me to do my taxes. Yes. I wonder if they put my number in Fortnite. What happened then? <laughs> or maybe we come full circle. Is there some way to give the cute firefighting otter a my number card? And like show the otter doing cute things with the my number card <laughs> paying online for a service but cutely and as as an otter <laughs> sold yep. i'm in getting their residence proof so they can prove that they can rent that apartment oh because yeah they're a foreigner otter <laughs> <laughs> getting two forms of visual identification <laughs> okay this podcast has gone on far too long We've lost the plot completely. I mean, we didn't have much of one to begin with. Yes. We're at the end of our tether. Yay! Yay! If you'd like more of us, you can find us at Geeks and Gaijins on Facebook, Geeks and Gaijins on Twitter, Geeks and Gaijins on Spotify, iTunes, and most other podcast... 100 years Geeks and Gaijins. Yeah, most other podcast formats uh, you would like. If you can't find us on any, and you would like to, send us an email at geeksandwordgaijins at gmail.com. That went well. Uh, We also occasionally stream sometimes on Twitch when the world isn't exploding, which is currently a lot right now. But hopefully it won't be, he says. I also have an Instagram, at GuyJinJohn, also on Twitter, at GuyJinJohn. Uh, I occasionally put up photos of the stupid things I eat on it. We currently have a month backlog. Let's see if I can break that soon. I won't. <laughs> Gotta love the dynamic of me bullying John gently for not uploading things. He goes, I do upload it, and then he goes, I haven't uploaded in a month. I'm like, God damn it, John. This is why I bully you. it's now just becoming I don't upload them to annoy Thomas (laughs) or that's my excuse anyway (laughs) no I I understand spite is a great motivator yay spite well I hope you all have some wonderful spite at home keep safe everyone I hope you have a comfortable rest of the November month and that uh, you don't go anywhere dangerous over the next week and we will see you soon we will see you next week in japan bye bye